Harry and Pricey podcast. Dubai 92. Need to know. So there has been a survey conducted with 2,000 single people. It's on this website called yourtango.com. And 47, 47% were guys, 53% were girls, and they were tested on the use of emojis. Okay. Because you know how when you text people, you can you throw in a quick emoji in there and it changes everything up? Well, I'm interested in this because for the longest time, I refused to use emojis. Yeah. Especially when I was single. And you and producer Layla, chicks obviously, both said, get the emojis yeah. in there. Yeah. When you were in the game, on the circuit... As they say. Is that what they say these days? I don't know. I don't think I was ever in the game. When you were, yeah, when you were texting, I was like, just throw an emoji in there, Harry. You'll do so much better. It just changes the tone of the message. It absolutely does. Anyway, so according to this survey, these are the three emojis that you should steer completely clear from if you want that date because these are the least favourite emojis All right, dudes, amongst not, the singles. If you're not getting any action, write these down. Okay, so coming in at number three is the fire emoji. This is a turn-off? Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a no-no. Right. Also, the peach emoji. Weird, okay. And the infamous eggplant emoji. Stay right away from it. 75% of singles said that this was their least favourite emoji. So the aubergine or eggplant? Yes. So if you're a dude and you're sending an aubergine to a chick and then you're not hearing back, yeah, th- that could be a lot of the reason why. Yeah. <laughs> so just be careful. Okay. No Pe- more, no more peaches and, and no more fires. I get that because those particular emojis are like double meanings. Yes. So I think if you're... Getting those in there on the text early, it's probably a turn off. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so do you want to know which ones you should go with? Yeah. Okay, so this is if you're, you know, if you're just doing the old flirt text, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. These are the emojis that are the most favorite. The heart eyes. Oh, you know the heart eyes. Yeah. The kissing face. Yeah. Do that all the time. That's in my top three anyway. Oh, I really? always use it. Yeah. And the winky face. That's number one. Winky face number one, because you can kind of say anything to anyone yeah. on the text. Winky face. Oh, it's just joking. Everyone loves a good wink in real life. Yeah. It's like a hey. And uh, so on text, it's nice. So actually, there you go. I'm going to disagree with you just on that final point. Mm. I don't think people like winks in real life. Really? I don't think they do. I love winks in real life. Okay, if you're at the mall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm there. Okay, imagine yourself there. Yes. You're, you're at the mall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not hard to imagine yourself at the mall, if Love I'm honest with you. Am I near Krispy Kreme? I'm near Krispy Kreme. Probably. Oh, great. Some guy walks past, goes, hey, gives you the wink. I mean, no. Oh, yeah, see? If keep, it w- keep it to the text. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? I'm just looking out for keep dudes here. Keep it to the text. Like, hey, how's your day going? Winky face. <laughs> <laughs> That's even more confusing. You know what? I don't know if you're the right person to be taking this relationship advice on just right now, Pricey. Why? Because I feel like emotions could be heightened with you at the Mm, moment. Your partner, Kiwi Jamie, is heading off to New Zealand on a lads trip, getting on it with the lads, Mm -hmm. bunch of his mates. First time you guys are going to be away, he's going to be out of the country for two weeks. Yes. Last couple of days, we've been putting your relationship to the test just to see how solid you guys are. Yeah, I think you're getting the most out of this. I'm loving it. I am loving this. You are really fueling the fire here. Not that I'd use the emoji, <laughs> but you are fueling the fire. It's not really a lads, 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 lads trip. Pricey winky face. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> 
So we've been uh, asking you some questions live on the radio about your relationship. We've already got the answers from your partner, Kiwi Jamie. If they match up, you guys are solid as a rock. You've got nothing to worry about while he's away. All right, Partying excellent. with his friends with heaps of chicks. Stop it. Now it's We've been doing this the last couple of days here. It's been the, my favourite thing. I look forward to it Do every you really? Night. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So your partner, Kiwi Jamie, is going away on a lad's trip yes. to New Zealand. Tomorrow. Tomorrow he's going. He leaves tomorrow morning. Two weeks he's going to be away for. Yes. Longest time you guys will have spent apart. It's going to be so weird. I'm going to have so much time like to do things. Yeah, you're going to miss him a lot. You know when you're, in a, like, when you're, going, when you're with someone, your time is split during the weekends as well. It's like half what they want to do, half what you want to do. Mm. I'm going to have all the time. It's going to be great. You're looking at it very positively. I kind of didn't think you... you know. Oh, I th- trust you, me. You, in case she's da- listening. Yeah, two days in, I'm going to be like, oh, can I, you please come back? That's what we thought. And a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of chicks do worry when their boyfriends, husbands go away on a lad's trip, Ibiza, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of girls around. Um, so we kind of thought what we do is we just test how solid your relationship is and if you pass by the end of the week and you guys are solid as a rock, you have nothing to worry about. You can spend that two weeks relaxing. Yeah. And if I fail, I'm just going to go and get like five litres of chocolate ice cream and just eat it. Let's be honest. If you pass, you probably do that anyway, right? I know. Yeah. That's pretty much my diet. <laughs> You'll be like, if I fail, I'm going to get it. If I pass, celebration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. First question. So we ask you a bunch of questions about your relationship. We've already got Jamie's answers. If they match up, that's a tick for you guys. This is so much like those bachelorette party like quizzes. So mm. I'm into this. I've never had one of these before. How many kids do you want with Kiwi Jamie? Two. Let's check his answer. Net will say only one, um, but I actually think she wants two. Oh, he got in there. <laughs> That's a tick. Uh, second question. Who is your celeb crush? Can be male or female, by Brianna. the way. Let's check Kiwi Jamie's answer. Celeb crush would have to be Rihanna. Oh, you guys are passing with flying colours this morning. Okay. Uh, all right, final question. This one I like. When and where, or when or where, did you first say I love you? Ooh. Well, like oh. the last time, yeah, the first time you guys said I love you to one another. Ooh, I would have to... Usually it's the girl that remembers straight away. Um, Jamie didn't it's hesitate. very much a role reversal in our relationship, let me tell yeah, you. Jamie didn't hesitate to answer straight really? away. Really? Oh, yeah. Straight away. He knew? Straight away. Can I, can I go as broad as my house? <laughs> can, I go? <laughs> can I go as broad as, oh, we said it at my house, maybe. Uh, somewhere in Dubai. Come on, to time. Oh, really? The first time you guys said I love you to one another. Pricey, come on, you've got to know this. We, was it at a brunch? <laughs> highly likely for most relationships here in Dubai, but let's check Jamie's answer. I think it may have been uh, the last time I went away back to New Zealand to go hunting. So, a year ago. A year ago, the last time he left to go to New Zealand mm. was when he said, I love you, first mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you, no. di- are you disagreeing? Yes. What are you saying then? It was earlier than that. <laughs> Oh, so it was at the brunch. You just can't remember.
009 if you want to join us this morning. Now, I just want to actually just want to clarify something with you, Pricey, because we all we all experience life through our own eyes. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to uh, recount my experience yesterday, and then I want your side of the story. Okay. So I came home uh, to my place. You, I think you were you were over. You were picking up some stuff. Yes. Um, and I said I'm going to head out. I'm going to go down to one of the cafes on the beach. Yeah. Um Sakim, that's one right. One of our favourites. One of our favourites, Um Sakim. So he said, why don't you go down there, you can do some work. I said, great. So I go down there, excellent, beautiful sunny day, sitting in there. The soundtrack inside the cafe was for you and I. Really, the songs were great. Mm-hmm. Now, this was the clincher. They started playing songs from our favourite musical, The Greatest Showman. So good. Very proud of this cafe. Correct. Now, if you've never heard the show before, Pricey dragged me along to The Greatest Showman. I loved it as well. You're obsessed with it. I watched it six times in the cinema and twice at home. It's still showing, by the way. Just I, I know. Side note. Heard. Maybe one last time. One last Bit time. Bit of an encore. We can do it. Um, <laughs> so I go in there, I message you, and I say, Pricey, guess what? This cafe down at Oomster King too, they're playing TGS soundtrack. It is amazing. So I finish up, go back home, see you again, and then head down to the beach. I get a message, maybe half an hour later, I'm at the uh, cafe, I'm still waiting for, to hear The Greatest Showman. <laughs> at no point, at no point did you think to ask me, would you like to come back down? Or at no point did I did did you think why don't I just go down and meet Harry there? <laughs> no. Can I ask you a question? What? Do you not like hanging out with me? No, I do like hanging out with you, but I kind of think like there needs to be a little bit of separation because I feel like if I went down to the cafe with you, you would have made me do more work. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I didn't want to do any more work. I wanted to relax and listen to the Greatest Showman and eat an almond croissant. That's all I wanted. Okay, that's right. I just wanted to hear your side of the story because I was hurt <laughs> yesterday. Okay, I was hurt. That's all. I told you to go there. That was a hot tip. You should be happy about the hot tip. Hold on a minute. Even that sounds suspicious. I told you to go there, as in get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. yeah. And now you're coming home. I'm going to leave. <laughs> We're getting you to school this morning. If you're on your way, good luck with your <clears throat> excuse me IGCSEs, which are kicking off today for a lot of international curriculum schools. I wish um, there was exams for like the acronyms. Yeah, like I reckon. IDK, SMH, we, uh, Ruffle. We didn't know what IGCSEs stood for, but it's, uh, what is it again, guys? International General Certificate of Secondary Education. Boom there town. you go. Someone Hashtag passed school. No Google. You're already 15% in. Yeah, um, <laughs> so thank you, Producer Roger. Um, so we kind of thought we'd chat about it this morning because it can be a really high pressure time. For young students going into school, this can feel like the end of the world for you. Yeah. And especially if you think you're not going to do too well, Mm -hmm. that's when it can feel like the end of the world. 100%. And take it from us, from our experiences with going to school, we've all been there. We've been exactly where you are as well right now. It it isn't the end of the world. If anything, it is just very slightly the first small step to what is going to be a hugely long and challenging road yeah, for you. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. But when you're doing it, like I remember when I was doing exams, it it consumes your world. It is your world. Yeah. You're in it right now. And so you're thinking, oh, you feel overwhelmed. You feel pressure. You're up being asked all these questions from your parents. And you're just thinking, you're sitting there thinking, oh, my God, I am way in over my head here. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do. And I've been studying. I've been up on the Red Bulls all night. I'm yeah. trying to cram <laughs> You're everything cramming in. cramming it all in. You're tired. You don't know what to do. I, I feel here, um, producer Layla, who, who only 
really just recently finished school was probably uh, gave us a little bit of insight into what it's like mm. um, with some families here as well. It can be really high pressure with um, pressure from mums and dads as well. Um, a lot of schools here are encouraging maybe what, less creative paths and more like your lawyers, your doctors, your people that work in insurance Vets and finance. And yeah. 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 Which 100% go for it because you're going to get paid a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But you can end up in a different path, a completely different occupation than you didn't think. Yeah, there's yeah. creative fields. There's so much. like, And that's the thing. Like When you end up going to university or whatever, you, you do realise there are so many different things that you can do. And they're opening up more and more courses now. As they do. Like, There's like, like social media courses and yeah. everything, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. And Instagram. they change all the time. I, I think it's great because that is a whole new source of, like a new generation of income and money Correct. in the world. And people, it's untapped. You can actually make your own rules with those kind of things. I didn't actually know this about you, Pricey. We've worked together for so long. I thought that I knew everything about you. Mm. I didn't actually know you you did actually go to university. <laughs> I love but how surprised I you are. Oh, I didn't mean it to come across that. <laughs> like, what a shock. You actually went to, you got into uni? Yeah. More so, I didn't know that you'd, you'd had been. Yeah, I went, but I didn't do it like the traditional way where you did exams and then you get straight into university entrance. I had to do it the long way. Right. So I did an extra year of, of studying at TAFE, which is like technical and further education in Australia. It's like a community college that it's kind like of thing. a yeah a bridging course between school and university if you don't get in straight away and then I went to university and I rushed myself and I just chose something that I wanted I thought I wanted to do which I, I did love it it was marketing and advertising mm. but after a year I was like actually this is not what I want to do yeah and especially coming straight out of school you can burn out as well yeah, yeah. and I, I wish I knew more about the creative fields like the you know the Bachelor of Arts the media communications all that kind of stuff but mm. everyone was just doing the same thing and so we were all going into it because there was no communication about what else there was on, like for options. Correct. It, it was very much a uh, very old-fashioned, you know. Mm. Even my mum and dad, I, I was doing a lot of music and drama and that kind of thing. Yeah. And mum and dad, to me, were, were kind of like, oh, get it out of your system and then, you know, you can go and get uh, an internship at an insurance company or, or a finance company yeah. or something like that. And I just didn't want to do it. And yep. I did. Yeah. I worked at an insurance company and I hated it. Yeah. And now you know? you're back to music. Back to music. Back, definitely back to drama. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lots of drums up in here. <laughs> but uh, but look, if you are uh, on your way to school and you've got exams today, we believe uh, a lot of the exams today are geography and history. It, yeah. It would differ from school to school. What's your dad advice, Harry? Best of luck. Uh, smash it out. You're going to do amazing. It's not the end of the world if you don't get the results that you want. You can and just do it again, right? Can you just do it again? Yeah, you can take retakes later yeah. on in the year. Yeah, yeah, totally. It, it isn't the end of the world. I redid my final examinations for the end of the year yeah. as well when I finished high school. I did them again. Yeah, don't be too year. hard on yourself. Learn from your mistakes. If it doesn't go well, you can do it again. But if you if you nail it, well done. Yeah, absolutely. doesn't mean don't rest on your laurels. Yeah. Definitely try and do well. Otherwise, oh, yeah, you end totally. up in radio. Yeah, just give it your best shot. Talking about toilets, which is what we're talking <laughs> about next. <laughs> Could be worse, kids. Guys, it's a relatable topic topic that totally. we're going to talk about next. I didn't want to do this, uh, but on 4009, you think that a lot of women have been in this situation before? Women and, and men. Okay. Yeah, yeah, guys can... This happens to guys as well. 4009, if you do want to join us this morning. Regrettably, we are opening up the phones on this one. I This wasn't something I, I wanted to do, because I think it's a bit gross. Mm-hmm. But you guys are absolutely certain that this has happened to women everywhere and at some point in their lives. Yes. And it is dropping something in the toilet. Yes. Dropping like a belonging. Mm. Like accidentally. And then and then fishing it out. Well, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just have to let it go. You're like, 
Yeah, that's not happening. You're saying it like it's happening regularly. So this occurred to producer Layla most recently. Yes. Yeah, so I was out for lunch with my friends and I went to the bathroom and as I went to flush the toilet, my ring fell in. And I stood there for about three minutes and was like, what do I do? This is my favourite ring. (laughs) On the verge of tears, tried to fish it out. Uh, kind of went back and forth with the idea. Oh. Ended up fishing it out, cried a bit, soaked it in boiling water for about three days. <laughs> cried a bit. Well, it's funny because the first time you told us the story, you said that you let the ring go. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, didn't take it. I was like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get the ring. A couple of days later, producer Layla confesses that yeah. she actually did fish it out and she still has it. Because it's your favourite ring. I, I, yeah. I can understand that. Yeah, I but couldn't admit to it. I was too ashamed. <laughs> and that's where you come in on 4009. This is a safe space. You don't have to feel ashamed. Mm. I will be very surprised if anyone else is in this same boat. Yeah. Fair enough, a smartphone or something. Yeah. You drop that down there. Yeah, that's happened before. Mm. Yeah, been in the back pocket. And then, you, you know, the back pocket's not there and then it sticks in and you're like, oh. I get it. Accidents happen. It's I'm a little more careful in there, personally. Are you? It's never happened to really? me. You spend too much time in there. What? You're constantly in the bathroom. Can, can, this isn't the conversation we're supposed to be having, producer Layla. That's you fine. know those um you know those really infamous red scrunchies that you wear when you work for Emirates. Yeah, the red, I dropped one of those in, in the toilet. <laughs> Did you? on a flight? Yeah. Yep. Oh, really? Yep. Didn't just get sucked out through to the <laughs> it, fuselage. It most certainly did. <gasps> oh wow! I, I I didn't want to grab that. No. Oh, I was no. like, you know what? I can get a new red scrunchie. <laughs> I can let go of this. Didn't think uh, anyone would join us this morning. Really didn't want to actually open this up on the phones. But uh, we're asking you if you have ever dropped anything in the toilet and then fished it out. Yes, because producer Layla told us a great story about how you dropped your ring, one of your favourite rings in the loo. Yeah. And uh, after much deliberation and many tears, you decided to fish it out. Still wearing it today. Didn't think we'd get any calls, mm-hmm. but apparently you two, producer Layla and yourself, Pricey, aren't the only ones in Dubai who have done this yep. before. Come join the team. Josephina from Um Sakim, what did you drop in the loo? My iPod. <gasps> the big one. The iPod classic, do you remember it? Yeah, I do. Oh. I think I've still got that. Yeah, oh, I dear. Do. <laughs> so it's So one, it's it's pretty expensive piece of electronic, and also it sounds like it's the vintage one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of worth a fair bit. Don't know how much it's worth now. Did you fish it out with the with the uh, earphones? I fished it. I fished it and it, it's still alive. Is it? It's still oh, alive. see? Yeah. You and producer Layla still holding on to you. In the boys. same boat there. <laughs> I don't know if it's something you should be proud of. Just quietly. Thanks for your call. 4009. I cannot believe you two Yo. aren't the only ones. Well, Janine from 4009. My kitten recently jumped into the toilet. Oh, yeah. I know. Cats do do that. They slip over. And if- <laughs> they do. They're on the seat because they want to know what's going oh, on. They're they on the slip seat. and they fall straight in. I was like, how can something slip up <laughs> like into it? Uh, 4009, if you do want to join us this morning, uh, you, you dropped a wedding ring in the in the toilet. Is that right? Yeah, actually. A wedding ring? A wedding ring. Uh, actually, it was, uh, we decided to stay with my parents and my parents out for a couple of days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And they have this, you know, the Arabic classic house where you just take a shower on the floor and there's a, a small a Middle Eastern toilet. Oh, yeah. So I, was yes. At, yes. so I was actually taking a shower and then suddenly my wedding had slipped and it fell down the toilet. Oh, no. So the, the thing was that this toilet has a very, very long pipe. <laughs> oh. So actually, you know, uh, I was uh, my hand was in that pipe until my... Or my, you know, the, the whole arm, that looking is. for the wedding leg, and I, I still couldn't oh. reach the bottom of it. Oh, that is dedication. And, and then the watch went down there as well, I'd imagine. Oh, that is dedication to your wedding ring. I don't know if I'd get my arm down the pipe. Uh, I, it depends how scared I am of my wife. That's uh, for true. me to get, yeah, elbow deep so down there, it definitely depends on how scary the wife is. <laughs> Pricey, what's going on in the scandal? It looks like Boyzone have confirmed they'll retire for good after their summer tour. No, nothing. Okay. What? Oh, you want me to Boys care own. about okay. Boyzone? No. <laughs> Tommy Hilfiger, he gave a really impromptu interview on the streets of LA yesterday and he really praised Gigi Haddad, who he's doing a line with. Uh, while he was praising Gigi, though, he's kind of throwing shade at every other model he's worked with in the past. Take a listen. I think she's incredibly intelligent and Mature. not only beautiful. I mean, years ago, models were beautiful, but not too smart. She's on another level. Awesome. The full package. Yeah, yeah, full package. Nice. So he's praising Gigi Hadid there. Yeah, he's saying back in the day, but models are beautiful but not very smart. Models that Tommy Hilfiger worked with back in the day are like Giselle, Naomi Campbell, Claudia Schiffer, Adriana Lima, Kate Moss. And it was like, dude, you've been working with all these amazing people for so long. And also... they kind of sound scary. Like you wouldn't want them on the on your bad side. <laughs> I know. Like, what has Especially he done? Especially Giselle. He'll I'd figure. be scared of Giselle. Totally. And finally, Meryl Streep, George Clooney, Leo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence there, amongst many actors who have filed documents regarding outstanding payments from the Weinstein Company. Collectively, they're owed about 16.5 million dirhams, and they actually want it from the Weinstein Company before um, the company sold at a court-supervised auction. Yeah. So word is the company, just their bookkeeping was terrible for years and they've just not been paid. So these actors want their money and then they want to get out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah imagine so as well. 16 and a half million dirhams is a lot of money. That's a lot. Uh, good luck to them. I can't see that really going well. Oh, I yeah. Harry and Pricey, you're on the air with us this morning. 4009 to be a part of the chat. There's a story that's gone around that's uh, kind of gaining a lot of traction online especially. Um, it is a story out of the US. Uh, a girl, Kaisia Dumb. She's from Utah. She wore a traditional Chinese dress to her prom. Mm-hmm. Kaiser isn't Chinese. No, she's Caucasian. She's Caucasian, American. White yeah. American. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's been a bunch of backlash over this, as uh, a lot of people have been commenting, saying that their culture is not her palm, uh, her prom dress. Uh, a lot of people are saying, I wouldn't wear a traditional Korean, Japanese, or any other traditional dress. And I'm Asian. I wouldn't wear a traditional Irish, Swedish, or Greek dress either. This is what a lot of people have been saying uh, online. We have put a poll up on Insta Stories as well. You can actually see a photograph of the dress as well. Yeah. Love to hear your thoughts on it on 4009. Is it okay to wear another culture's particular traditional dress? I, I think it's fine. I mean, these this dress that she's wearing in this photo, it's so beautiful. She looks stunning. It, yeah, it's stunning. Yeah. And I love this style of dress. I, mm. If I could rock this kind of dress, I would totally do it as well and not even think that maybe I'm like 
offending anybody. It's just a beautiful dress as well. Correct. You know? We had a, uh, a big general meeting here at the company, and I, b- I believe the theme, I didn't go to it, the, I believe the theme was uh, Bollywood, so a lot, of, yes. a lot of chicks were wearing saris yeah. and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, remember I was trying to get mine on and wouldn't fit. Right, wouldn't fit. That's a different story. wear jeans and a shirt. I wanted to wear a traditional dress, but it was so nice because it was encouraged. Mm. It was lovely. Uh, so we went around the office here at Dubai 92 and we actually asked a lot of, because uh, it was a lot of cultures, a lot of nationalities in our office. Yeah, so lucky. And we asked the guys, you know, is it okay to wear another culture's traditional dress? And here's what they said. I'm from the Philippines, so it's uh, barong for um, for men and and barot saya for women. I will not get offended as long as they um, wear it in a respectful way. And sometimes it's it it also makes us proud if other um, other nationalities will do that. As long as, as as I've said, as long as it's in a respectful and in a good manner. I'm from Maharashtra basically. In Maharashtra, there's like a kurta and a dhoti. It's called as. Basically, people wear that as their traditional dress. It's up to them. If they like it, they can wear it. It's their this thing. Well, I grew up in New Zealand, so I guess I'm a Kiwi, except my background's Yemeni, so I've got an Arab background. They wear a bias, so no, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I think it's fine. I mean, it's it's cool that you want to learn about the culture and you want to experience it. Asking you, is it okay to wear another culture's traditional dress? If you disagree with those sentiments, uh, get in touch with us, 4009. We'd love to hear from yeah, you. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. You can uh, also take the poll on our Insta stories. We just put it up there with the photo of the girl who was wearing the traditional Chinese dress. It's yeah. got a lot of backlash. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you on there as well. You have aged tragically. What's she dribbling on about? No, it's just clearing a blockage or something. Oh. It's tea time, darlings. Ha oh, ha, yes. Uh, producer Roger, if you don't mind. Is that? That sounds like a water fountain. away from the cup. And uh, if you could pour the tea as well now, that'd be great. <laughs> wow. I didn't know we had those facilities in the studio. Wow. <laughs> it's like a water. Oh, that was that was. That was how they pour Moroccan tea what from we, real high up. What, yeah. are we, what are we drinking? Oh, so we're drinking Moroccan tea. Yes. Okay. Ooh, a bit of mint in there. They do it up. do it real high up. See? It's great. Mm-hmm. A lot of pageantry involved with that pour. <laughs> this is where we do Peacocking. royal. Oh, it's lovely. This is where we do royal tea time. Supposed to be classy. Um, where we put the kettle on, we have tea, and we chat about the royals. Producer Layla usually presents the news to us because she's got a British accent. This she sounds true. posh. Oh, far from it. But anyway, so the royal wedding is about seven, 18 days away, and the Queen has gifted Prince Harry and Meghan Markle a pretty epic gift. So they've actually said that they don't really want presents. They want charitable donations, but the Queen's like... I'm the queen. I'm going to do what I want, when I want. Love her. So she's actually gifted them a property on her Sandringham estate. No way. Which is epic. Um, she also did it with Kate and Will a couple of years ago when they got married, and they were gifted Anne Mahal. Um, it took two years to renovate, so it's kind of like their holiday home, but no word on what the official place that she's given them is, but rumours are it's called York Cottage. <gasps> they got a house for their wedding gift? Yeah. That's incredible. So good, isn't it? That's amazing. But that's the queen. You know, if your queen's your, your great granny, oh, well, Liz is going to pull through. There's a lot of expectations now on everybody's grandparents uh, <laughs> to gift yeah. us. Not uh, mine, Pricey. They're dead. Thanks Ooh, for bringing that sorry. up. Wow. That's awkward. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. So, when are they going to So, it's just going to be a summer house for them. They're not going to actually live there. They're going to live. Like, yeah, it's like a holiday home. Oh. Is, is the holiday home close to Will's and Kate's holiday home? 
I assume her. I assume so. I, I think the estate's pretty big, so it's pretty. <laughs> Even if it's sparse. on the same estate, it's so big they're <laughs> yeah. not close. Yeah, because if you if you live close to them, you probably don't want to have a holiday home close to them as well. Yeah, it's not a holiday. Usually, not most really. people have a holiday to get away from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, I think I think Will probably wouldn't want to be near Harry. <laughs> Why? Because he's like the annoying little brother. How do you know that? Because you can just tell. Maybe they get along really well. Maybe they're not like uh, the sibling relationships in our families, Pricey. Yeah. Why are you sticking up for the royals so much? I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. Okay. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> have your tea. I'm going to have a bit of a slurpy yeah. slurp. Oh, that mint's nice on the Moroccan tea this morning, isn't it? Nice touch, that. Mm. <sighs> I nice fell asleep in a Moroccan mint garden once, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Just reminded me. Big night on the tea. <laughs> Pricey, you and I are out with a friend of ours. Her name's Jan. She's a mum. Uh, we're out with her just having a coffee. We were kind of both shocked when she told us that her 13-year-old son doesn't have a smartphone. She won't let him have a smartphone. Not allowed. Not too sure uh, when he's going to get one, mm. but um, probably the only person in his class that's, uh, that doesn't have one. So he's yeah. giving her a bit of grief. So she was talking to us about it uh, when we went out and we thought, oh, this is... Very interesting. I can't believe he's not got one already. Yeah, so we thought, we thought we'd give Jen a call this morning uh, and just get her on. We just want to kind of share the reasons why with you this morning as well. Yeah, hey, Jen. Hi, how hey. are you? Good, good, good. So we were, obviously we're all mates. We were, we were chatting the other day about how you won't let your son have a smartphone and he's 13. Yeah, I know it's a little bit strange, but you have to protect them for as long as you can. Um, I just feel that um, there's so much pressure on kids these days to be part of the cool kids and having a smartphone can feel, make you feel excluded. But you, uh, you you won't let him have one, he's 13, all his friends have one at school. Yeah, I don't think that's a good reason for him to have one. I right. mean, there's so much access to, to things on a, a smartphone that maybe they shouldn't have access to. It opens up a whole wide world. Um, there's going to be a time when, you know, they're going to have to grow up, but I, I would say 13 is on the borderline, but, um, yeah, maybe I'll feel differently for a younger sibling, but he's my oldest, so, um, yeah. I'm a bit more protective over him, I guess. Okay. Does he hound you about it? Like, have you given him an age where he is going to be allowed to have a phone? No, I don't think that's a good idea, because, uh, then that can be held against you. <laughs> that's but, true. Yeah, I, I think it's close to an age. I mean, he's a teenager now. Yeah. So they do want that little bit of independence, so I'm holding yeah. out for as long as I can. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just protecting him. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on this morning, Jen. Thanks. We'll, we'll speak to you soon anyway. All right. Bye. 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 See you later. 4009 is our number here to be a part of the chat this morning. Yeah. Do you think teenage kids should have smartphones? Or does your child have a smartphone? Yeah. Maybe you're like uh, our mate, Jen, just then. Um, and you're a mum who won't let. I, I think as well, when we were chatting with her, it, it definitely was the fact that a 13-year-old boy mm. as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things on the internet that you can access that you and I couldn't... Ac- well, I, I speak for myself as a, as, a, as, a, as a guy here, Yeah. but I was kind of glad I couldn't access a lot of the things on the internet when I was 13 because I think it can change your brain a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's all like the social medias now and there's a bit of bullying going on. Yeah. It's like, oh, it just opens up. It just kind of... It doesn't make you... It kind of makes you vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, so, I get yeah. it. But there's the other side of the coin as well, whereas... You're informed, the internet's at your fingers, oh, the world's at your fingertips. I was actually going to say that. Oh, what are you going to say? What 13-year-old do you know that's informed? <laughs> 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 what 30-year-old do you know that's informed? I was kind of more thinking the other side of the coin is, when you're a kid, it does suck 
to be the only one in your class that doesn't have anything. Yeah, it that, does. That doesn't have the thing that everyone else has. Mm-hmm. You know, for me growing up at school, it was globe skate shoes. Yeah. Everyone had that. For mm-hmm. this kid, Jan's son, he's the only one in the class that doesn't have a smartphone. Yeah. So there's that side of the argument as well. So for parents, they're kind of torn. Uh, we're just chatting with a friend of ours, Jan, who Pricey and I were having a coffee with the other day. She's a mum of a 13-year-old, uh, and she kind of shocked us when she said that she doesn't allow him to have a smartphone. I couldn't believe it. We had her on just to hear her reasons before. Yeah, I know it's a little bit strange, but you have to protect them for as long as you can. Um, I just feel there's so much access to, to things on uh, a smartphone that maybe they shouldn't have access to. Uh, where are you sitting on this one on 4009? Yes. Yeah. Should teenage kids have smartphones? And George, Georgie joins the show. What do you think? The tax, I think that the mum, uh, she have a serious problem with, uh, with her opinion about the smartphones, especially when we are talking about the 13 years old uh, boy. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable. So you're a father? I'm a father of 13, yes. I'm a father of 13. Her son is going to be a teenager. I think somebody needs to remind her that uh, he is already a teenager. 13 is already a teenager, no? Uh, does your 13-year-old boy have a smartphone? Uh, he has a smartphone, yes. He has a smartphone. Oh. And he has a smartphone since uh, maybe two years ago. Well, since he was okay. 11. 11, oh. right. Okay. All That's right. cool. Well, we appreciate you coming on this morning, Georgie. Thanks so much. Uh, all right. 4009 to be a part of the chat here this morning. Yes. Uh, should teenage kids have smartphones? That's what we're discussing. Yeah. Uh, Dawn, thanks so much for your text message as well. Her daughter is 13. She doesn't have a smartphone yet. She has lots of time to grow up. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Oh, here on the text line as well, Leela, Leela says, my 10-year-old says she's the only one who doesn't have a smartphone in her class. 10 years old. What? 10 years old? She's the only one in her class. Wow. Okay, so teenagers, I get. I understand if they've got smartphones, but 10-year-olds? Yeah. She's the only one that doesn't have one? I know. <sighs> Different world out there today. I feel like I'm getting old. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting really old. Yeah. ABC. Two tickets to the Rock versus Classic concert up for grabs. This is where the, the Miss, uh, Moscow Symphony Orchestra joins greatest rock artists from like Toto, Chicago, Survivor. It's all going to be in Jebel Jace in Russell Kamer and it's at an altitude of 1,600 metres. Yeah, so you're going to feel like you're on top of the world watching a concert. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Think of your gram. Yeah, think of the Instagram. It looks incredible. You can check it all out at jebeljace.ae. ABC is the game. That's how you're going to win this morning. 04-423-9992. Three questions. Your answers have to start with the letter we give you. 15 seconds is what we're going to put on the clock. All three right. The tickets are yours. Eva from Discovery Gardens is on to play first. How are you? Hello. Good morning. Morning, Eva. Okay, so this morning your letter is P for Papa, okay? Okay. All right, good luck, honey. First one up is a colour. Purple. Animal. Panda. And a fruit. Uh, papaya. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you nailed that, hun. Well done. <laughs> yeah, first cab off the ranks. You've had your coffee this morning. You're going to that gig. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the UAE's oh, highest concert, and it's this weekend. Oh, Have a great time. Love it. I really wanted to go, so this is great. She just made my whole week. Oh, good stuff. You've got two silver tickets, so enjoy that. Uh, fantastic. See, 4009 to join us here at Dubai 92. Serena's up next with the latest. Uh, and if you're on social media a lot, uh, the Dubai police are doing something to protect us, Serena.
Yep, they've got a new campaign that's targeting cybercrime. I'll have more for you on that in 15. All right, Brashy, what's going on in the scandal? So Robbie Williams and Jimmy Page apparently being terrorised by stray peacocks attacking cars <laughs> near their West London homes. That's such a uh, like upper class problem, isn't it? <laughs> the peacocks are attacking the cars, please. I'm so terrified of peacocks. They look beautiful, but I will not go near them. It's yeah. so funny. So Justin Timberlake and his NSYNC, ba- NSYNC bandmates, they all appeared on Ellen's show yesterday because they got their uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Went straight over to Ellen's studios and they played a game of Never Have I Ever. That's when they had those paddles and yeah. she says something and they say, I have or I have never. Anyway, she said... I have never hooked up with a Spice Girl. And Justin Timberlake turned his paddle to I have. So we did some further investigation. We found out it was Baby Spice, Emma (gasps) Bunton. Yeah, because she admitted to it in an interview. And apparently it happened around 2003 when they got together. So can you imagine? I never saw them in public or anything together. Why Was this before or after him and Britney did double denim? After. And she still went there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And finally, Gwyneth Paltrow gave an interview to Good Morning America. She's talked about her upcoming wedding, and she was talking about her children and uh, whether they're excited about the wedding or not. Take a listen. The kids, are they excited for the wedding? Yeah, they are excited. They and this are. is the first actual wedding, yes? Yes. Chris and I eloped, and so I've never had a wedding or any of these fun, like, bride kind of things. So I'm really enjoying myself. They didn't elope. They consciously coupled. They consciously coupled in private. (laughs) Yeah. So that's Gwyneth Paltrow. Looking forward to seeing that wedding, actually. Yeah, that'll be one for other tabloids for sure. It's quite nice that that stage in her life and actually being able to show who she's with and go on the red carpet with her partner. I think it's a whole new life for her. And enjoy it as well. I get that. Totally cool. The Harry and Pricey Podcast. Dubai 92.